from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Thursday, November 16th, 2023. You guys know what next week is? It's Thanksgiving. It's Turkey Day. That's right. And here in this country, we celebrate Thanksgiving by gorging on food and watching football. Such an exciting time when you start to count down towards Thanksgiving. Thank you all for being here this morning. A packed, packed show live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, now uh, Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, and Facebook, Instagram. Uh, everyone joining us this morning. Great to have you all here with us. Thank you for being here. See all your great comments coming through. So thank you all again. Uh, for joining the show. We've got a packed one today, so I won't waste too much of our time on intros. Please subscribe, share the show, all the great stuff. Go check out our Substack. We've got some really exclusive content going up there uh, almost uh, three times a week uh, starting next week. So very exciting stuff as we put out some really, really special content on our Substack channel. Now, without further ado, join me for my double espresso this morning. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with turning the just when you think creativity's out the door and there's nothing left to do, ransomware gangs show you exactly how low they are. The Alpha 5 or Black Cat ransomware operations take an extortion to a brand new level by filing an SEC complaint against one of their victims for not complying with a four-day rule to disclose a cyber attack. The uh, victim is Meridian Link, which is a publicly listed software company. Apparently, they were breached on November 7th, and they stole the company's data without encrypting the system. The ransomware actor then said that it appears that Meridian Link reached out, but they have yet to receive a message on their end to negotiate a payment in exchange for leaking the supposedly stolen data. They then went on to essentially do what I like to call the (laughs) most... (laughs) juvenile thing one could do to get attention that juvenile thing is look at us we're going to the sec website we're filing a complaint this is a material misstatement or omission in a public in a company's public filing or financial statement or a complete failure to file we want to bring to your attention a concerning issue regarding meridian's link compliance with the recently adopted cybersecurity incident disclosure rules Following a barrage of security incidents in the U.S., the SEC adopted a new rule that requires publicly traded companies to report cyber attacks that have a material impact, meaning influence investment decisions, within four business days. Now, this is a great one. These guys stole data. They're trying to validate. They probably can't validate that within ninety, uh, within four days, within 96 business hours, four business days, essentially, right? Um, so what do you do? Well, these guys apparently were like, you know what would get you to pay? You don't want to pay? We'll go to the SEC. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Sorry for my humor about this, but if you're not laughing, this is like a criminal breaking into your home, taking your TV, then going to the cops and saying, he won't pay me back to get his TV back. And you're like, seriously? That's your that that's your play. 
that's your play. If the SEC does any action against Meridian Link here, they enable this type of behavior. They enable it. Four days from knowing what a material breach is, you don't know what it is just because someone claims it's that. You don't know what it is until your defer process, right? Your entire digital forensics team and incident response team can come back and say they gained access on this date. They took this data. Now we know for sure it happened. Otherwise, what are you going to report? We think we had a security incident. If everyone did that, there would be 20 of these filed by every publicly traded companies every single day. And they throw the market into complete chaos. That's not, but this is the challenge here. The challenge is these regulatory bodies make these rules with very little input from industry, but they feel like they're doing everyone good and they're not. They're really causing chaos. And in chaos, in confusion, comes greater and bigger things, right? This goes to our next story where our friends over at Rackspace, who, if you recall, a few years ago, uh, last year, experienced in December of last year, experienced a Microsoft 365 Exchange server uh, attack due to the Loxy, uh, proxy logon zero-day vulnerability. Well, their financial losses, not financial losses per se, they're not losing money. The company's not, Rackspace is not losing money. Rackspace is still making money. But they're spending a lot more than what they had anticipated because of this specific incident. So in their original 10Q report, they said um, breach-related expenses are around 3.2 mil. Then they went out and did another one, and they said uh, 1.7 million. Then they added another one to 4.9 million. Then they've added another one to 6.6 million. So overall, it's around $12 million to remediate that one zero-day vulnerability. And this is a uh, a great tool for practitioners. It really is because we know what the recovery was, but now they're spending a whole lot more money. And I don't know how they're playing this, right? I mean, if you're a smart CFO, what you're saying is anyone who were essentially uh, uh, giving them free services for a year or two, right? Or, or whatever the case may be, trying to make them whole for our loss for what happened during that zero-day incident, I may go ahead and add that uh, under the cybersecurity breach column loss. So I could have been given customers two, $3 million worth of credit out of that $12 million. They've got a $5 million cyber insurance policy. So they're really at a total loss. They're, they're expecting a $5.4 million payout, right? So there's still about $6.6 million out of pocket. Now, how much of that is cost related, right? So we're giving you free exchange licenses for a year or two, or we're upgrading your license from an E1 to an E5 and doing all these different things, right? All of that would probably in, 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 in any CFO would probably put it under this bucket. You'd put it under this bucket because it's part of the breach. And, and by the way, it's the smart thing to do, right? So the company's not losing money, but these charges are coming up. And again, this is a great Great piece to take to your CFO when you're looking at cyber insurance and going, 5 million, do we go 10? Do we go 20? What could be the impact? Well, you know, when you're doing a tabletop exercise and you go, we've impacted X amount of customers with something like this. What, you know, what would your VP or, or CRO or, 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 or chief customer officer say 
about what you would need to do to make things right with your customers to retain that business. And that's significant. So, so there's that. That's 12 million uh, total is what they've reached to in cost trying to recover from that breach. And again, Rackspace financially is doing great. Uh, the company offers a fund of a total of $222 million in stock buybacks through July of this year's years. They've got $77 million cash on hand. I mean, this does impact about, you know, just under 10% of their cash on hand. But nonetheless, you know, they'll and their rates are going to go through the sky, all that good stuff. You know, they've got to deal with that as well. So this and the FBI are issuing a warning about the right Sheeta ransomware extortion attacks. These threat actors engage in opportunistic attacks targeting organizations spanning various industries. The advisory comes courtesy of CISA, FBI, and the MSISAC. They've observed as ransomware as a service model. These actors have compromised organizations in education, manufacturing, IT, and government, and any ransom paid is split between the group and affiliates. They leverage external facing remote services such as VPN, zero logon vulnerability, stats CV 2020-1472, and phishing campaigns to gain initial access and persistence within networks they were first detected in may of this year um, and they make use of the time-tested tactic of double extortion demanding a ransom payment to decrypt victim data and threatening to publish it as well and by the way if they study what rants uh alpha cat's doing and black cat sorry whatever those guys' names is you can go to the sec and file a complaint do that too why aren't you doing it rahashita why not do it go ahead do it this is so stupid. Um, so, so dumb. All right. PGNA is saying a cyber attack exposed data of nearly 9 million patients. Perry Johnson and Associates warning an attack in March of this year exposed the personal information of almost 9 million of their patients, including full name, data, birth, medical record number, hospital account number, admission diagnosis, date and time of service, social security numbers, insurance information, medical transcription, files, medical details, treatment facility, and healthcare provider names. They've began sending notices on October 31st to alert impact individuals. Uh, the exact number of people affected by the cyber incident remained unknown until they submitted the relevant information to HHS. Uh, which now confirms the number at 8,952,212 patients. Nine, they rounded up to nine. All right. So there's that. If you've been a victim of this, by the way, uh, a few things to, to, to look at. One, uh, keep a close eye on all your medical insurance billing. I would call your insurance company, your healthcare insurance company, and let them know that you not only want paper, but you want paperless billing, that you don't consent to having any information changed, because what likely these actors will do now that they have all this information, they could potentially do insurance fraud, which could impact your deductible and everything else like that. So you just want to keep an eye on your health insurance bills. Um, and, and if your insurance provider is willing to maybe give you a new uh, medical information, meaning a new healthcare insurance number, the group number will never change. But if they can just give you your own different policy number, that'll definitely help. Some insurance companies do that, others don't, but it's a great way to essentially reduce the risk down to nothing. Obviously, you get uh, a credit monitoring as a victim. So that's something there as well. Samsung was hit by a breach impacting their UK store customers. The breach impacted customers who made purchases between July 1st of 2019 to June 30th of 2020. There was a bug in a third-party app that apparently gave the criminals the ability to get into a uh, uh, the customer database there the exposed data included names phone numbers postal and email addresses the company underlines that financial information remains unaffected by this but nonetheless again a third-party supply chain attack 
impacting an organization as big as Samsung lets you know everything you need to know about proper data management as well. Citrix Hypervisor is getting a hot fix for the new Repitar Intel CPU flaw. The CPU flaw, which was CVE 2023-23583 and 46835, have been fixed in the Citrix Hypervisor. That's been done and updated. Now the problem only impacts the AMD CPU, which we're waiting to see what happens there. In other news, uh, the Aspen Cyber Summit is taking place right now, and Rob Joyce, the senior national security agency official, is talking a little bit about Israel and the war in uh, Gaza uh, at the Aspen Cyber Summit there, and he says that most of the nuisance attack are not uh, haven't been significantly impactful. There have been some wiper viruses. There have been some ransomware attacks, but nothing really major. He's claiming that the Israelis are worried about uh, three different things. One, Iran and hacktivists uh, talking about the fact that um, Iran poses a main threat, obviously, and the news over, one, there's been a lot of news on the Iran front over the last 24 to 48 hours. One, you guys have seen the news that allegedly the uh, Iranian uh, master terrorist Khamenei uh, has said that uh, told allegedly uh, Hamas leader who flew on his private jet while you know not taking care of the people of Gaza to meet with the master terrorist of all of this and uh, alleged spiritual leader um, that they weren't going to get involved. That's that's smoke and mirrors, by the way. Uh, Iran's playing chess. They're moving all the pieces. Hamas is a piece. Hezbollah is a piece. Uh, they're playing against Israel, but Israel's a piece, and Israel's got to move its own pieces to react to different movements being done by Iran. Iran's still not there. But two things have been done with Iran, just so you all know, from a geopolitical level that I think is going to increase over the next week or two, and you're going to see a whole lot more activity. One, um, President Biden is going to give Iran access to $10 billion more dollars. Why I, I, this kind of leadership, this, this double signal messaging is what is disastrous and in an election year, I mean, you know, let's give the guys who are sponsoring the attacks on U.S. bases in Syria and Iraq that have injured many, many of our men and women uh, that are there, as well as damaged a bunch of our equipment in Syria and Iraq. Let's give them more money so they can continue to pay their uh, lackeys to do that. And they're also holding uh, the the uh, Hezbollah version in Iraq's holding an American hostage um, there as well. So. You know, let's keep paying these people. They say they want to kill us, but do they really mean it? Or is it just lip service? They don't really mean it. They don't really mean that they want to kill us. Stupidity at its best. The other one is the the UN um, um, nuclear has said that, that they've now officially violated all uh, aspects of the GCPOA. They're now enriching uranium at 22 times what they were allowed to do, which means they're trying to really upgrade. And, and Iran's going to take advantage of everyone focused on Russia, Ukraine, and Israel and Gaza, as long as they can, to try and get to a nuclear bomb. And, and you could wake up one day and they could be a nuclear power, and that's a scary day for the world. That's a really scary day for the world. That's another North Korea in the Middle East, which is going to begin a um, an, 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 a nuclear arms race. And it, you know, the Saudis are going to want to bomb. The, uh, you know, the Emiratis are going to want to bomb. Everyone's going to want to have a bomb. Uh, mutual destruction assured. Um, and finally, Russia has been link now linked to the Danish cyber attack. We talked about this earlier this week on Monday, a simultaneous successful cyber attack against the uh, 22 different uh, critical infrastructures companies in the uh, in Denmark, 
Um, now they're saying that this is being attributed to sandworm in Russia. For there, and they were only able to successfully exfil- uh, uh, get into 11 of the 22 companies, and in the rest, they were actually denied access. But nonetheless, you see where that's going. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, next week is a very, very short week, obviously, uh, given that Thanksgiving is Thursday and Friday, so there'll be no show next week on Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, we're airing a new episode of our Friday conversation. Jeff Wright Rich, sorry, the uh, executive director at the ITSA, Everything Identity, that'll air tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here, and catch it on your favorite podcast listening platform. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Thanks for all your great comments, Brent, Bob, and everyone else on YouTube. Really appreciate y'all. Till then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, y'all, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.